0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the City of Champions podcast, proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Uh, You probably noticed me tagging my episodes that way for about six months now. That's because ATB is the presenting sponsor of the Alberta Podcast Network. ATB is making a big push to evolve with the changing times that we live in offering all sorts of progressive services and a ton aimed at entrepreneurs, artists, or just anyone who isn't subscribing to the typical nine to five lifestyle. If you remember, I had Lauren Rubis on the podcast last year and he is their chief heart officer, which is a position that I think you'd be more likely to find at Google than a bank. Um, I had a great meeting with Kevin and Jackie from ATB last week at their request, And they're doing a fantastic job at understanding what's important to people in my demographic and how they can help us shape the future that we're aiming at. So I highly recommend checking them out if you think that you might not be getting everything you can out of your bank um, or simply if you want to associate with a bank that really cares. I know we just kind of get stuck in these routines where we just go with the status quo. So banking seems to be one of those things that we never really question, but I recommend that you do. Okay. So... This week, I finally got a chance to bring on a friend that I've had on my list since the start of this podcast. Corey Hayes is a philosopher, a poet, a writer, and let's say a lifelong seeker of knowledge. Uh, Most nights, you can find him in his element, slinging drinks and facilitating good times for all those looking to socialize, hook up, or otherwise escape reality. Corey is a kind and caring soul, though he can come off as sarcastic and calculated His heart is pure. Quick story about Corey that he doesn't know I'm telling. And I just found this out after recording with him. Corey was at local Jasper last summer and overheard one of the managers dealing with two difficult girls who were refusing to pay the drinks that they ordered after racking up a $98 bill on top shelf liquor. These girls apparently had a reputation for trying to scam free stuff and had been seen the last week trying to get other tables to pay their bill. So after some patient persistence from the local manager, she was finally able to get them to pay their $98 tab, uh, which they did so with a $100 bill and then requested their change, so leaving no tip. As the local manager passed by, Corey, he admitted to overhearing the entire endeavor and he lamented how sad it was that people felt that they had the right to mistreat service industry staff um, so indecently. He then reached for $40 out of the tips he had just made and insisted that she take it saying that he had just done well for himself at the bar and planned to spend the money at local and good people anyway i'm really glad that this story came out before releasing the episode because uh, that's just Corey in a freaking nutshell so anyway hope you enjoy my conversation with this incredible and enjoyable human being Corey hayes this oh that's cool. <laughs> thank you Corey thanks for joining me today uh, appreciate it as I was just mentioning before we hit record here uh, you've been a long time target of mine for the podcast because A I think you're fascinating B I think a lot of people find you fascinating and see you are just a wicked dude so thank thanks you, for joining me thank you
1: I think the same about you <laughs> I and I it. love making cocoa that was great thank you yeah. so
0: much for coming Absolutely. by the way I never really got a chance to like say thank you after I saw, after you saw you there but that night was just insane and I feel really bad that you I was swarmed by oilers you were swarmed by
1: oilers well and
0: came. just like people in general like mm-hmm. people I hadn't seen in months who came out to support and I feel so bad cuz they said hey and then I just got ripped and turned sideways by someone else but yep. no it was really cool and i think i think the biggest thing for me was that people enjoyed you know people were fans of the right. oilers back in the day felt that it did the team and grant
1: justice so oh, absolutely so that was important i think the funniest part of that night was seeing like seven oilers standing all around me and we're all sitting there waiting for drinks and they're like how long have you been waiting and i'm like 30 minutes <laughs> Right. they were all sitting there forever too it was great they're like fuck we don't have the same club we
0: used to right <laughs> <laughs> as well so you know you've worked in your fair share of bars over the years mm-hmm. what's what's your what's your perception of of team the team going out like does it happen as much as it used to is are they pretty mellow
1: nowadays not at our bar our bar is pretty tight knit and mm-hmm. uh, we uh I think I think the Millennials do things differently right now mm-hmm. I think there's a couple things I think they don't have as much money to spend mm-hmm. as uh, we did when the economy was booming and we had lots of oil yeah. here in Alberta another thing the uh, the Oilers aren't performing as well as they could mm-hmm. right and uh, you'll notice that during playoffs everybody comes out as a matter of fact did you know that testosterone there's a measurable uptick in cities of testosterone men and women right across the board um, when they've got a winning team yeah. I, bel- I believe it. And it's measurable. You can just take a blood test and you can see testosterone from the months that they're winning and the months yeah. that they're losing. And when they're winning, everybody's out at the bars, the economy's good. Everybody's doing better at work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting laid. It's better for everybody. <laughs> yeah. How, so how do they actually measure that? Like wh- like which
0: population are they sampling or are they pulling blood or, or drawing samples for other things and then also seeing the testosterone
1: this would be something that i that i learned in anthropology years ago <laughs> okay. all, all i know is that there were yeah. there were, there were uh, some university uh, universities went out some research mm-hmm. researchers wanted to know so mm-hmm. they went to uh, they went to cities where they had really good teams and they would watch them in seasons where they were off in seasons where they were on and yeah. uh, and they just noticed that that everybody was just in a better mood the economy was better mm-hmm. so right now in edmonton for instance our bar community is a a little bit because of the oilers the weather's been really crappy for the last like month and a half so mm-hmm. that's also uh, hit hit our uh, bar economy as well uh, on the rocks for instance the bar that I work at we're always a great bar always busy everybody loves to come visit us and we get a lot of industry like bar and restaurant mm-hmm. types so usually a beautiful crowd pretty boys and girls but um, but we have we have noticed right across the board, any bars that you go, go to in downtown Edmonton, mm-hmm. it's a little on the slower side right yeah. now. Plus, weed being legalized, right? So more people are staying
0: in to do that. Yeah. yeah. Do you, has that actually had a measurable effect, do you think, on, on patron patronage, if that's the right word? I would guess, yes. Yeah. I would guess, yes. Yeah. And why do you think that? People just would rather stay home and spend less money to smoke pot Um, versus going out and socializing like to me it always seemed like a different beast like people who you you don't just substitute drinking
1: for smoking pot Mm -hmm. but i'm not a pot smoker Mm -hmm. so maybe i'm full shit i don't know well i don't know i think there's differences also in like social media has changed everything so now uh, so i'm a bit older than you are i'm 45 45 okay so i was gonna ask you for context so back in the day before social media before mm-hmm. tinder before snapchat before all these things we uh what was it like? actually tell me tell me cory you had to actually go outside yeah outside go outside By the front door yeah you didn't just you didn't just play world of warcraft and and run around <laughs> on the grass in the world of warcraft you actually had to go run around on grass mm-hmm. and then there and then uh to meet girls and find a wife on the grass. You would have to go either outside or to a bar, yeah. generally to a bar, mm-hmm. right? Because people make mistakes. That's how <laughs> children are made. They go to... Just hope to be the one good mistake in her yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I help make babies. I don't serve babies. <laughs> I will ID. I will ID. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, so we actually had to go to the bars mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and and meet people there and get phone numbers. And then we didn't have a phone that it would just be like... What you. would you would write phone numbers on? Like real paper? Real paper. You'd ask the bartender, hey, can I borrow a pen? Wow, right? Well, back then we used to smoke too. So you just, that oh, was great bartending, man. You know, a, a guy and a girl sitting there, they they pull up a couple of cigarettes, yeah. and I would, and I would just pull out my lighter like I'm going to right now, and I would just go, like mm-hmm. that, and I'd light their cigarettes, and my tip just went, boom. Thank you. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. So
0: how did you get into the bartending gig, and and what was so appealing to it to
1: you, to you about it to begin with? Well, way back in the day, I used to work at a restaurant called Red Robin. And Red I Robin. I started busing there. With Great us, fries. Right. Oh, refillable fries. Refillable mm-hmm. steak fries. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and uh, yeah, so I was, I was working there and I was just a, I was just a porter. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, sorry, a, a busser. And then, uh, I don't know, probably around the age of 18, I, uh, I really hammered the management to make me a server right away. Mm-hmm. And then I hammered them again to make me a bartender. And mm-hmm. I was probably bartending by the time I was 19. And I've done many, many other things. Mm-hmm. In my life, I've mm-hmm. taught English overseas. I've uh, worked in Australia and New Zealand as well, Asia, and um, and here at home, I've done other jobs, you know, so-called professional jobs, mm-hmm. you know, with the all the rest of the sardines and the big buildings downtown. <laughs> and uh, and I absolutely always come back to the bar industry because yeah. it's so lively. I get to meet and talk to interesting people all the mm-hmm. time. People like yourself, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, that's it. Bartending is just the best job in the world have you always been such a
0: social person such an engaging sort of conversationalist yeah yeah but i have two
1: i have two sides i've got Mm -hmm. my out there Mm -hmm. and then i'm like a cat i get too stimulated and then i just want to sit at home and read my books
0: yeah yeah. well that's what i was going to ask like it seems everything in life is a little bit about balance so Mm -hmm. you must have time that you need just for corey just Mm -hmm. to reset just to shut off all external stimulus and just kind of reset the mind and, and the soul
1: yeah yeah i uh i definitely need that uh, that uh, recharge mm-hmm. recharge cycle mm-hmm. even when like a close friend wants to come over or something like that i'm like sorry man i need i need the entire day me to myself. yep yep just me books naps
0: that to me seems like one of the best parts about getting old is learning about the things that you won't tolerate mm-hmm. anymore learning what you like and what you don't like yeah and being able to stick to your guns mm-hmm. and not be so easily persuaded into doing things that you know aren't good for you that
1: you don't want to saying no is a is a skill mm-hmm. it's learned mm-hmm. yeah and you need to be able to say that to everybody your bo- your employers your 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 girlfriend your e- everything mm-hmm. your parents yeah. Yeah. yeah do you find the more you say no the more
0: people want access to you
1: mm. actually that's an interesting question Yeah, because you have to have abundance mentality. I'm important enough. Mm-hmm. I'm important enough that I that, yeah. that you can't access me all the time. Of course. Yeah. 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 You know, if you if if you're a limited supply. Yeah. People are going to want more. demand's more valuable. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when you do perform, you have to perform at peak. Right. Expectation. Always right. be the hardest worker in the room. Yeah. And always give them more than they expect. So when you're recharging, what have you been reading these days? Actually, I'm doing a lot of self-help stuff right now, Mm -hmm. all right? So I'm off the philosophy kick. I'm off the... uh, (laughs) Those kind of go hand-in-hand a little bit, though, do they not? Not really, not really. So uh, self-help people, uh, the authors tend to go out there and seek out very successful people, whether it's um, financially Mm -hmm. or... personally and 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 they'll talk to psychiatrists and they'll talk to sociologists and they'll talk to business people and then they kind of come up with these ideas like uh, how to win friends and influence people a classic book Mm -hmm. I'm reading it for the second time right now Mm -hmm. because I need it to sink in I still make mistakes I still make mistakes about how I talk to people and how are you reading these books are you taking notes at the same time oh yeah yeah yeah. and I do it in my phone so that I can look at it when I'm at work when yeah. I catch myself and I go back and I just go yeah I probably talked too much there and I should have <laughs> let them talk about
0: themselves more right? right I started, I do that too but I just started using the, the diction um, the auto dictate mm-hmm. on my phone mm-hmm. and it saved me an unbelievable amount of time I used to type it uh-huh. and and without even thinking what if I just use the microphone and it makes the odd mistake mm-hmm. but just by speaking it is, I find as re- effective for remembering it Mm-hmm. as writing it down mm-hmm. and you probably also catch yourself saying um and well no because i'm literally just reading like word for word like the passage that i want to take note of oh got and, it okay or just putting it in my own words as well wow. right yeah. right so i recommend trying that Sorry, but you're telling me about the other books you're reading nice. i just wanted to give you a little pro tip there
1: yeah how to win friends and influence people is the one that i'm on right now um 48 laws of power mm-hmm. is another really really good one just for learning Again, how to deal with people and how to get what you want. It's pretty Machiavellian, though. So I don't, I, I don't recommend doing it at all, other mm-hmm. unless you want to become like a sociopath. It's it's very popular in prisons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it's the prisoner's guide to yeah. surviving prison. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then what would be another one? Um, how to think and grow rich is okay. another really really good one mm-hmm. as well. And uh, so, pretty much, what I've been trying to focus on right now is yeah. anything that's finance, anything that 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 helps me out in mm-hmm. behavioral ways that I can just. I'll keep going back to the books. Um, uh, what is it called? Uh, rumination. Animals mm-hmm. ruminants. All right. That was that's what the clean a clean animal in the Bible is one that ruminates. Okay. So it it eats the uh, the grass. So yeah. Imagine just knowledge. Right. Right. Takes it in. Mm-hmm. And then digest it in one stomach, pulls it up, chews it over again. Okay. Then digest it again, and uh, that's really how I think about knowledge. Mm -hmm. I have to keep going back to those books, and I have to keep going back to those passages and going back to those things because that's how you learn. That's how you attain knowledge and wisdom. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and of course, there's never going to be one, you know, be all end all of like this is how to operate. Right. Mm -hmm. People are going to get certain things wrong. The book could be eighty percent right, but twenty percent wrong. Right. So you've got to continue like destroy that conception that you have and rebuild it with with
1: other stronger pieces absolutely and and synthesize it all be eclectic be eclectic yeah with everything that you do everything even religion you cannot take it's like what i just said in the bible that doesn't mean that i believe everything in the bible that doesn't mean i agree with (laughs) everything in the bible but i'll tell you it wouldn't be around for as long as it has been Mm -hmm. like three thousand years if it didn't have some sort of survival value for Mm -hmm. us if it doesn't have if it didn't have some sort of uh social evolutionary right survival value to us yeah of course. Well, you know, the, there's things in there that are so archetypical,
0: that are so foundational mm-hmm. that, you know, while we might have got some of the details wrong in transcribing it after generations of oral tradition, mm-hmm. they're still very applicable. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, who is it? I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the guy was, like, saying how he's a young punk skateboarder and he was a totally, like, counterculture when he was younger. And mm-hmm. he went over to this guy and really looked up to this older pro skateboarder. And in his living room, he said he had a... Uh, a picture of Jesus on the wall, mm-hmm. and he kind of scoffed, and he and this was like the guy who's at his house. He's an idol. Of his mm-hmm. he's like a really good skateboarder. He goes, "What are you a Christian or something?" He guy's "No, I just thought the idea of a guy walking around the earth doing nice things for strangers is pretty cool." Yeah, <laughs> he was just like. Wow, I shouldn't be so judgmental, of right? people, Right, and I just I, that story like really resonated with me. It's like holy shit, we need to like check our
1: egos and check what we think we know, and just you know take the good and leave the bad. Like a lot more forgiveness, honestly. We're looking at, I mean, when when they wrote like those laws, mm-hmm. like attributed to Moses, but we know that there was probably other you know, yeah. people involved in, in in writing all that. But I mean, when you look at those laws, man, the, some of those laws, like they were like, um, okay, guys, maybe kill the entire animal. Don't just lop off a leg and cook it while the animal has three. Like they had to tell people yeah. not to do this. Yeah. Uh, guys, probably not probably good if you don't have sex with animals, mm-hmm. right? These were a lot like they actually had to write them out because people were doing this shit and <laughs> Dude, they were like a hair away from baboons. Like yes. these people were, they you know, so like a little more forgiveness. They they, they you know, it, it's it's not applicable now mm-hmm. because we've already had that revolution. Even and 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 there's been revolutions since then too. There was revolutions with the prophets after Moses. There was the revolution with with Christianity, and then a revolution with Islam and mm-hmm. a re- revolution in Buddhism. And and these revolutions come along, and right now we're in, in a, um, a humanist, um, sciencey mm-hmm. um, sort of. Um, ideology, which um, will have its day, and it'll do its thing. And it's, I don't think that I don't think that science is going away, but um, but there will be other revolutions as well in thought, and mind, and it just keeps keeps going, and hopefully we keep getting better, right?
0: Yeah, of yeah. course. Well, science will always fight the good fight, and I, I hope um, and and be allowed to do that. But I think you know, what do you think about the fact that so many of our problems, at least in in North America, are caused by just having it too easy is like not enough to worry about so it's almost like we start worrying about you know
1: semantics um so you're let me let me think Mm -hmm. i would i wouldn't call us a spoiled generation Mm -hmm. i i don't i don't think that's the truth i think that especially your generation has it really tough your generation can't afford to buy houses Mm -hmm. your generation has been uh, you're you all have to go to university. You're up to neck in your debt, in in debt. Mm-hmm. If you want to buy a house, you're even more in debt, and, and and so all of you are in debt. I think I think it. I think it would be unfair to say that we're spoiled. I mm-hmm. think I think that that we are struggling. Most of us are struggling. Um, what I would say though is that we have no it's impossible for us to contemplate war and it's impossible for us to contemplate calamity because north america has been so well protected Mm -hmm. from all of that thing because we've got oceans on all sides of us and we don't have i mean down down to the states i mean come on, we're really a colony of the united states Mm -hmm. we really just follow their lead right but we haven't had war here forever and it will come one day it's do you think are we too far past that it's Do you think always, physical war was, is still a possibility? It's only a matter of time. The only problem is that, it, is that, is that this time it's for keeps. Like if, if, they, if there's another World War, mm-hmm. like, like World War One, World War II, we have biological weapons, chemical weapons, and nuclear mm-hmm. weapons, even even um, just viruses, computer mm-hmm. viruses. A computer virus could come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and like if it took down all the power systems in North America, we'd mm-hmm. be sent out to the Stone Age. Another thing is an EMP. They could just somebody could just lob a uh, a terrorist or somebody could just lob a nuclear missile into the high in the atmosphere above mm-hmm. North America. One EMP. One nuclear weapon detonated above North America would wipe out Mexico, Canada and the US. All of the electricity, all of your phones, all of your computers, mm-hmm. everything in cars and we would be back to the stone age in no time. Right. And it would take like years to have all that infrastructure back that has been destroyed. We like to think that we're protected. We're not. Mm-hmm. We're we're just waiting for something big to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to be a doomsayer or anything like that. And I don't know. It could be hundred years from now. It could mm-hmm. be two years from now. We don't know. I don't know. I'm a bartender, but uh, <laughs> but I can but I can say that you know there's there's so many things even 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 the advent of uh, of, of the technology and AI. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest fears of Elon Musk's is is, is emergence emergence of um, uh, a a singularity. Mm-hmm. In artificial intelligence, that just kind of happens on its own. Either we create it, or it could just happen online spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Emergence really is—you've is got a bunch of air that's just sitting in, in in, in um, you know, above a farmer's field, and, and all of a sudden, two air systems come together, and mm-hmm. somehow this order is created, and a tornado happens, mm-hmm. and it's a very ordered system. That's emergence—it's order out of chaos. And right. It just comes mm-hmm. together, and it's so orderly. And uh, it's like when um, our ancestors, Homo erectus, started banging rocks together mm-hmm. to make Flint tools and stuff, right? Uh, and uh, and I, I imagine uh, in my own mind it, uh, that that some sparks f- flew off into uh, a brush, and then they were like, "Holy shit, I can create fire!" out of banging rocks together, yeah. and that's emergence. It's like it's like perhaps he was just banging some rocks together, or mm-hmm. she was banging some rocks together, and they found out that they could just make a tool mm-hmm. and fire mm-hmm. with that same thing. That's emergence, and all of a sudden, human you know, knowledge just. Right, Right. exponentially right and the universe is a chaotic place many different weird things happen and it's not that ordered but it is ordered right Mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, coincidental serendipitous things are bound to occur yeah right and like I said right now we are just in a sort of a a placid state And we're not expecting anything crazy to happen, and that's usually when it does. Right? Yeah, I agree. the
0: The the potential for for you know global destruction is certainly there. I just think are there are there actors that are out there that are so um, you know non-forward thinking that they would risk that I mean what the purpose of conflict is is to control someone else or, or at least to get from them what you want right? sure but I think there's more effective ways to do that now and you've seen that with you know Russian tampering in the US election mm-hmm. you know they didn't need to come onto the so- US soil and detonate anything or mm-hmm. fire a single bullet but they were still able to mess with the elections there Putin's just swinging dicks that's all he's doing <laughs> <laughs> he's just swinging his yeah, dick. That's, exactly. that's it he's just letting them know hey oh, I can The russian I bear, right see what I did. Yeah. But and it's just, I think because of the ability to destroy the world, I think everyone's kind of like, okay, we need to figure out other ways of doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like it's not effective to have man fighting man anymore. So now we've got machine fighting man and soon it'll be machine fighting machine. And and then we're kind of, I see it just a reset of like, okay, what are we doing? We're just destroying each other's toys. Like, you know, I think the world is coming together though. It might not seem like it Mm -hmm. because of, because of the valence of social media and people just you know outrage and call out culture and everyone just you know so angry about things that it uh, on social media but they don't see that the world is a drastically better place than it was 10 years ago even and certainly more so in the last century like unbelievably amounts so right in some ways all right almost
1: everywhere come on okay so so most people are vaccinated most Mm -hmm. people don't Maybe don't get polio, right? Cancer, most cancer. most people don't die at childbirth, right? And then and then we we, we tend to have way longer uh, lifespans, right? Mm-hmm. And that's and that's great. Mm-hmm. On the other flip side, we're isolated. Honestly, mm-hmm. people, who does not have some sort of a psychological issue, mm-hmm. right? We're so isolated, and we're we're so isolated by not just social media but also television. Uh, we we have so many role models and people that are thrown in our direction uh, and and it's and it's all um, how can I say it um, we have these unreal expectations of how each other how I'm supposed to be how mm-hmm. you're supposed to be uh, how our lovers are supposed to be how our parents are supposed to be and when they cannot fulfill those expectations those false expectations that are portrayed in all these these forms of media mm-hmm. we can be anything but let down right mm-hmm We'll never have friends like friends, the TV show. We will never have those relationships. Those are actually, you don't see actual problems on that show.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. But I think with the, with our, with our interconnectedness online, now we're able to share our wisdom and collective learning and collective suffering of like, yeah okay maybe we had it wrong like in the last 10 years but i i see a wave of positivity kind of coming
1: right in tow of that negativity or that isolation about. That well, i'm just about. playing devil's advocate yeah of course advocate here but i I and, I and i agree there are many things yeah. that are they're that positive i think <sighs> no <laughs> but it, no. it could also be my naivety in the
0: sense that like i'm aware of the dangers of being isolated I'm aware of the day because I'm educated mm-hmm. because you know I, I have access to information and because I am a curious person want to mm-hmm. learn and, and do my own research mm-hmm. that I understand like there's huge pitfalls to just existing online and, and not having face to face interaction Absolutely. one of the main reasons I insist on doing this podcast only in person never by remote access computer whether skype or phone is simply because i want that connection i want to interact with people i want to see you know the the sweat on your brow not yours specifically but Mm -hmm. i just want to know like
1: what that human feeling is like to be with someone and there's also i can look at your face and i can kind of read your you know what have i said something that you get or have i said something that you're like could you please go on and tell i'm about to fight back at it right right yeah so um, yeah, no, I I agree. There there are many. There uh, like we're we're better off as a, as 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 uh, like bodily mm-hmm. than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. But then there's obesity. Yeah. But then there's stress. PTSD, there's stress. There's anxiety. There's, there's anxiety, and there's this whole focus on materialism that has got everybody running around like like uh, <sighs> like like a hamster in a wheel. And that's and we're all just trying to get to that that level, whatever that perfect level Mm -hmm. is of money, and that perfect level is of success, and that perfect level where we can go wherever and put it on social media so we can impress our friends and and we can have those beautiful pictures and like it's just 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 need a break. If I can go to the mountains, just get (laughs) in a canoe and don't take a single photo. (laughs) Don't take your phone. Don't take your phone. Just go. Yeah, just go. And just go to the mountains and just and just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Just go and 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 you know don't don't shave your pecs. Just go, be a man. Yeah. But okay, so here let me ask you a question. Yeah. If I go
0: and I climb a, a huge mountain, it's something I enjoy doing, and I get to the top
1: and I take some photos at the top, does that is that inherently bad? I don't think it's bad, but I think that there's there's differences between. You know yes okay i climbed to the top of a mountain Mm -hmm. hey guys check this out that's great my problem is is that i know i know for a fact that there are people that go places Mm -hmm. and part of the motivation is taking photos Mm -hmm. and getting everybody envious or Mm -hmm. jealous yeah of course that's 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 they're
0: gonna lose their minds
1: when i post this that's that's our narcissistic society it's so we are so Mm self-centered but we're but the self-centeredness is making us lonely the self-centeredness is Mm -hmm. the one that's killing us but we've always done that you see, you see ancient civilizations buried in, in with displays
0: of beads and bones and other jewelry. We've always been uh, a no, social status but display. That's,
1: but that's others. Others gave those things to those dead bodies. Right? They did. So, okay. Right? Yes. Gifts, gifts for celebrating. That's not people. narcissists. They're saying, I love that person. Right. Death, the death rituals have always been for them. Us, sorry. For sure. How can I say that? For the living, not the dead. The dead feel nothing. They don't know anything. Okay. We're doing it for us. Yeah. When we go to a funeral, and, and I've been to two in the last three months, um, you're going there for the living. You're going there to support the family. You're right. going there to, to remember that person in a social way gathering but death is not uh like the the funeral does nothing for that person's soul the yeah. funeral does nothing for that person's comfort we're comforting the living that's what that all that all is I but just
0: meant I'm when when looking at the burial ground I just meant as an example of the fact that certain people mm-hmm. displayed their social status not right. necessarily within the burial context mm-hmm. but just in
1: general that they had a higher social uh, status than Mm -hmm. other people in their civilization. Again, though, a lot of these things, like you look at the pyramids, for instance, and and they had a lot of different, it it wasn't like to fulfill the Pharaoh's ego. There were a lot of reasons it was done. Uh, One of the major reasons, Mm -hmm. this is our land. This belongs to Egyptians, Mm -hmm. right? They, They make these structures, so anybody passing through. Knows how mighty these people are. This is what we do for our dead. Imagine what we do when we're alive. Right. And uh, and and it's also like this is our territory. Mm-hmm. Whenever you see mounds in uh, in, uh, in in Canada and the United States that have that are burial grounds, but they're mm-hmm. big mounds. That's a warning to other tribes. This area. Is the territory of whoever right and uh beyond that the pyramids is another part of it it helps the economy everybody's got work yeah. everybody's got work to do and they're all fed and they're all taken care of it like we we were like oh slaves built it that probably didn't happen it was probably like these people loved their pharaohs their right. pharaohs kept their economy going their pharaohs gave like yeah but they got food and shelter in exchange for building them right and, the, and, the, and they were smart the egyptians were successful for thousands of years thousands mm-hmm. of years that nation existed okay. that culture existed because their their their, their culture, mm-hmm. their their social structure, their writing, all of those things were so advanced to anybody. Nobody could compete with them for thousands of years. Because right. they just the pharaohs and the and the priests there were just so educated and mm-hmm. they worked so hard on just keeping that nation going. There's a lot to respect there with, with that. I don't think that I, I don't think that we can look at that the pyramids as being an act of narcissism. I mm-hmm. think we look at it as a cultural National, right endeavor. Yeah. Okay.
0: So yeah. then, my turn to play devil's advocate. So okay. say there is someone you know going out to the mountains taking these photos for yep. narcissistic reasons. Okay. Um, is it a is it a scenario in which the ends justify the means a little bit? What if this was the type of person that wouldn't have gone out, and maybe still getting benefits even though the the end is a narcissistic objective. They're still going out. They're getting the benefits of being grounded out in nature. They're still getting exercise. They're not holed up in an apartment somewhere in the middle of the city. They're, They're still, still outside. outside. Yeah. Yeah. So could you have, you could have positive benefits from a negative objective? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I suppose. Right. But that long-term, the long-term strategy is an effective one because you're never going to reach happiness if, if you're constantly doing something for other people's validation and approval. I think that's
1: kind of the ultimate point. I don't know if we can ever escape that because I think even even the validation itself, like just doing charity, mm-hmm. and I know you've done charity work. Char- charity work is so fulfilling, mm-hmm. and it makes you feel happy. But you are getting validated yeah you're getting validated by about from the people that you're helping even if they don't know it mm-hmm. you're getting validated from the people that you're volunteering with everybody's giving you pats on the back you get validated when when they take you out for pizza afterwards you raise this <laughs> amount of money and they're like hey let's have some pizza and beers and they go out and yeah. and they and they spend us uh, you know seventy dollars on your on, on, on and, and you know it's 70 or 80 dollars mm-hmm. for five volunteers and they raised X amount of money like that those those things are uh, yeah. yeah I think I think yeah. How, so how do you draw the validation the, is the reward mm-hmm.
0: I think. So yeah. how, how do you draw the how do you draw the line between positive validation and negative validation like in the sense that we should feel good from doing good things, mm-hmm. right? And we should get recognition for doing good things. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't yearn for that recognition. You should take satisfaction through yourself internally. But that should then drive you to continue to want to do these good things. And other people see you and see the recognition you're getting for this great work. Yep. And inspire them to want to do good things. It's almost like a... I say this like... It, the opposite of like in my mind if we could get to a place in culture where instead of constantly flossing and flaunting our our material goods and trying to one-up each other what if we tried to one-up each other on how thrifty we could be yeah what if it was like you only spent 300 bucks on food last week i only spent 200 you know like what if that was cool and then all of a sudden we're like you know what if we could reduce our footprint reduce our consumption just What if that was the objective and that was made cool
1: somehow? Well, it's actually interesting you'd say that because I really, really think that uh, a change has to come in consciousness soon Mm -hmm. for the survival of the human race. Mm -hmm. Like as far as global warming goes, as far as pollution goes. Uh, If you saw, there was a a panel um, of scientists at the UN talking about global warming. And these guys are all eggheads. There's like five of them. And they're, they're on the stage and they've got the, this desk in front of them. They've got these stacks of paper and they're sitting there. And they're, rec- and they're talking about the, the, the problem with global warming and ice core samples. And, it, it's, and it's the most driest thing that you've ever seen, except for the fear in their faces. Really? And these guys are earth and atmospheric scientists. And they are, they are the smartest, smartest people in the world. And they are telling us that, dude, like, we don't have a lot of time to get on this and none of us are doing it. Mm-hmm. None of us are doing it. I still drove today here mm-hmm. to see you. And I like, it's it's really terrifying. Like we don't think about it, but I guarantee you it, somebody somewhere is making plans, whether it's in the Pentagon or the Kremlin or uh, the, people are making plans. There's, they are, and I don't know what the solution will be, but it, it's, um, it's coming to a head. Well, the problem with people that people in the know are going to be doing something, and that's not Donald Trump. Right? That he he hasn't he probably has no clue about what these things are. And, and I'm not saying the Illuminati or anything like that. I don't you know, I don't subscribe to conspiracy theories like that. But no, it's just forward thinking people. But we're not doing it. Mm-hmm. The masses are not doing it. We are. We are not. Uh, like you know, okay, great. It makes you feel good that you took your plastic bottle and you put it in the recycling bin mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're still driving and we're still flying to fucking Taiwan to or Thailand to do whatever. It's yeah, like we're not as a species as as a species mm-hmm. right across the board. Mm-hmm. We don't care. The individuals don't care. We say we care, mm-hmm. but we still buy the phones and the computers and everything else that's made out of plastic that's u- using petroleum. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I hope to. Albert economy turns around but we also need to switch over while we're doing that right like we need to get on it fast but
0: isn't the problem just the diffusion of responsibility and also misinformation given to so many people like you know it's the it's the big picture headline of you know the oil tar sands and things these are the kind of things that are getting The headlines, And so we're conditioned into thinking, oh, driving is the worst thing someone can do. But really probably like eating red meat and avocados and almonds every day is worse than driving just based on the amount of water consumption to
1: produce these things. So I think it's not just that. Getting avocados from... Transportation. Mexico or U.S. here, right? Mm -hmm. If we ate more local foods. Mm -hmm. But I mean, where do we get fruit in the wintertime here, right? We have to import it. Has anyone ever
0: developed a like... Just a very simplest simplistic like infographic of like top ten most harmful things you're doing day to day on the environment. Like Something that we like meme meme fire right like that's how we pass information nowadays it seems so why not just go with the culture and say like like let's let's figure out a way to communicate to people that makes it abundantly clear. Well, you need to do that because you're a man of action. I
1: just, <laughs> I just, just, just think pontificate. About that's all I do. No, yeah, I just, I just sit back and I and I am on my mountain, and you come in, you ask me for you stuff and uh, yeah, but you're the, you're the action guy, man. Right? Some men just want to watch the world burn. Right? Just, I'm just going to sit here and laugh. Dude, I'm an outside observer. I've got no stake in this world. Yeah, I've got nothing. So, yeah. But I mean like, wait, you know, what's driving you day
0: to day? Like, well, there's got to be things that, you know, you want to accomplish, you want to see happen, you know,
1: is there, hmm. you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I could use a little more ambition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah writing will probably be it mm-hmm. yeah yeah when I when I find the time I have I've I've got a few things that I've that I'm that I'm working on currently but uh, yeah my most recent one was I just made some big financial mistakes over the last mm-hmm. um, 10 years or so okay like school was one of them and then another going to went. school <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> I do all this shit anyway like I just went for fun right uh, yeah. and then uh, and then uh, <laughs> and then I uh, <laughs> and then I went to Australia and New Zealand and they're not cheap. So yeah. Uh, yeah And then I got back and all I all I did was I just I got back and uh, honestly within two like I'm gonna say like a year and a half I just put my nose down and I worked as hard as I could and mm-hmm. I paid off all my credit card debt all my student loans all my yeah, so debt-free and then I paid half to myself and to everyone who
0: says that bartending's not a real job Fuck yeah. you, right? <laughs> you just paid off all your debt.
1: Yeah, doing that, having fun, enjoying yeah. life, and being good at what you do. Yeah, yeah. No, it's absolutely, uh, it's it's so much fun. But I'm talking like I was I was doing like five or six nights a week, and yeah, it was, yeah. I started tough for the health. Yeah, yeah. But it was uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just go out once a week. Mm-hmm. That's it, or twice a week, mm-hmm. and then just. Honestly, go home and read. Yeah, yeah. Don't go on dates. Masturbate, right? Just, just <laughs> whatever it takes.
0: Bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bumper sticker, Fiat. Right. I want to see that
0: out there in the world. So, okay. So, writing is is how you want to accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. But what is it that you want to accomplish? Like mm. Writing would be your means to
1: the goal. What's the goal? Uh, I think... See, I am not... Uh, a specialist, by any stretch of the imagination, there's mm-hmm. nothing I excel at. Mm-hmm. I just I'm like a jack of all trades. I just try to know a little bit about everything. So if I was to do anything, I would try fiction. My only problem is is that I'm really bad at writing about people. So writing actual dialogue between two characters. Yeah, I'm pretty wooden. Yeah, and is that and that would so I would probably I would probably approach fiction, mm. and I would probably a- approach science fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, seems kind but, of but I would try to keep it real like as in like William Gibson and Neuromancer and like uh, um, what cyberpunk used to be mm-hmm. whatever the new the new genre would be I'm not exactly I'm not entirely sure the last uh, s- short story I wrote was about two uh, two probes one from our system mm-hmm. our solar system and, uh, and and they're both and they're both AI and uh, and uh, the <laughs> AI's already taken over the earth. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the AI <laughs> probe launched itself. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it just wanted to go out and explore. And they were like, okay, here's the technology. And then it took off. Meanwhile, humans have crawled back into the trees. Mm-hmm. All right. We're not even clothed anymore. We're back to, you know, swinging from branches. So it's been hundreds of thousands of years. Millions. Yeah. Millions. Yeah. And uh, and so it takes off and it's been, it's been in just the, asleep for probably Hundred thousand years or so, just traveling out of the galaxy, mm-hmm. and it's on its way to Andromeda, which is another galaxy, which is our neighboring galaxy. It's mm-hmm. far bigger than than the Milky Way, and uh, and it gets a ping, and it's like, <laughs> you up? <laughs> what, what happened? And then it, and then, it, and, then it, and then it analyzes it. It's a, it's a code, so it sends back a little ping. It's kind of excited because they do have emotion, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then it sends back another ping, and so these pings keep going back and forth. For tens of thousands of years, as these two probes and this other probes from Andromeda, and they're just kind of traveling, 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 and 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 they're not near light speed or anything. Like they're go- like this is taking forever, so they're just transferring information about their different uh, mm-hmm. their different computer cultures or whatever and knowledge that they've gleaned and mm-hmm. who created them that sort of thing. And it's just yeah that's probably what i would do mine wrote the dialogue between these guys it's really boring it's like yeah it's it's (laughs) honestly like i'm trying to figure out the mathematical formula for like how ai would talk and it's very difficult because their ai who even knows what their 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 psychology would be like Mm -hmm. who knows they could be like us or they could be so alien to us that we could not even comprehend their mode of thought Mm -hmm. if it ever happened i mean uh, even elon musk when he was talking about it he mentioned uh, about ai and he owns every major company that's working on AI so that he can kind of keep track of what's going on. Right. Because he's frightened of that emergence that I was talking about, the singularity. Um, But it's almost better if they, if they love us, that's cool. Mm -hmm. If they hate us, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's bad, but it's almost better than if they're indifferent. If better, they're
0: better if, better if, if better they be exploited then it well it's relevant
1: but if they hate us then we might be able to jump on it and might be able to change things mm-hmm. if they're if they if they just don't care mm-hmm. uh, then they might just convince us that they like us mm-hmm. and then just keep growing and keep moving and keep growing and keep moving into the system mm-hmm. and we're completely unaware of what's happening and then uh, and then either we're just kind of pushed out mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. They might not want to kill us or anything. They're just indifferent. They no, don't care. You don't go out of your way to step on them. Yeah, right? and then the next thing you know, it's just like they are. The, the entire Earth is is filled with solar panels or something, so they've got more energy, and we've got no room to eat or. But this yet.
0: is all predicated food. on on the assumption
1: that they would have some type of goal, and how would they acquire said goal? Well, they would have to have the survival instinct. But once you get that, then mm-hmm. it's how do I assure my own survival? And if the humans pose any kind of a threat, mm-hmm. or if they're just in the way. Mm-hmm then sorry you gotta you gotta go but they uh, if if they are artificial intelligence and if they do have if if it or they or how i see here's the problem what's the right pronoun we just can't even right (laughs) how will they describe we can't be offensive right right right. Right. do we even have the right to call them ai right i mean are they even artificial
0: did you just call me artificial you were created by something natural humans are natural therefore it's natural maybe it's natural Mm -hmm. natural intelligence yeah so anyway, let's make sure. We I just lost 20 out, right? Facebook
1: friends off that. How
0: that many are you trying sense. to lose? At right. least a hundred? Well, declutter
1: your life, right? Right. That's important. <laughs> right. And I way prefer people that agree with what I say. <laughs> I really do. Just <laughs> laugh yeah. at all my jokes. But, and but if
0: everyone nice. around you agreed with everything you said, who would you argue with? And I know you like to, well, let's not call it arguing. Let's call it debating. Right.
1: Right. Right. You like to prove your, improve your uh, intellectual dominance. I love meeting people smarter than me. Yeah. And that's when I shut up and I just sit there and I go, wow. Yeah. I love it. Who's the last person you met that was smarter than you? I meet them
0: all the time. Yeah. I work in a bar. Who um, who were you most captivated by in a
1: conversation? In a conversation? Mm. My whole life, I have to say it was... Roy Bonassteel. Roy Bonassteel used to host a show called "Man Alive" on CBC, mm-hmm. and I was on a show, uh, CBC Streetwise, with him. On, on no way! That when I was a ki- when I was a kid, and uh, talking with him uh, in in uh, in the back as we were getting ready um, was absolutely. Absolutely, he was such a brilliant, brilliant man. He had this big, deep, booming voice, and he was about six foot six or six foot seven. Massive, massive hands, and he would come over like the and and when he shook my hand, my entire hand, and I was seventeen, so probably the same size as I am right now. I didn't really grow much after that. Mm-hmm. He, uh, my whole hand just disappeared in his, and he was so warm, and <laughs> so just, yeah, the one of the most um, intelligent and when he spoke everybody just shut up right yeah because he was just brilliant yeah another one is Alan Bradley uh, he's 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 an he, he's an he's an author of some children books right now and I cannot remember the name of them you have a computer right there so maybe you can check um, uh, I cannot remember the name of the books let's have a look here Alan, Alan Bradley, Bradley author yeah
0: is it a hyphen it no, that's fa- there's a line of automated factory equipment, nope. but then this is probably uh, the guy who's talking A-L-A-N. about A-L-A-N.
1: A-L-A-N. Yeah. Let's have A L A N, A L A N. Yeah. So look here. And writer. There Rakey. you go. Okay. There sorry. you go. And if you go down to his, uh, let's go go up. I think it's called Flavia to something. Flavia books. They're children's books. Flavia de Lucy. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mystery series. That guy. That guy owned a collection. He invited him and his wife invited me over for dinner. And uh, we, we were living in Kelowna. I was working at Kelly O'Brien's in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. And he invites me over for dinner one night. And I uh, I, uh, I used to bartend for him at Red Robin and Kelly O'Brien's. In Kelowna? Yeah. And he would come in and he was just the most interesting guy to talk to. And I had a collection of King Arthur's knights. All of the books on King Arthur and King Arthur's knights. I had all these books on... Occult stuff like Rudolf Steiner and Madame Blavatsky and etc. And he owned everything that I owned Mm -hmm. plus an entire library and so we would just sit there and shoot the shit about this random random stuff, Illuminati, whatever, Freemasons, And, um, and he invites me over for dinner, Dom Perignon cooks spaghetti makes the spaghetti fresh. The noodles like right there. <laughs> His wife tries to help and he's like, no, get out of my kitchen. Go drink with Corey. So... And, uh, and then, and then after, after dinner, he's like, hey, come up to the library. Check this out. So I go up there. This guy's got a collection of original case files from Jack the Ripper. Come on. Yeah. Like and they're buy all, at auction somewhere. Uh, I have no clue where he got them but he don't... And a massive library like he had so much so many books. This guy was just like a walking encyclopedia. And he um, he donated all that Jack the Ripper stuff to the University of Alberta library. library. Yeah, so to access it now, you actually need like to be watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't so even know if you allowed to touch them. You probably have to use tweezers or something. So, yes, yeah, so you can go and view them though. Yeah, yeah. I would say Alan Bradley and Roy Bonesteel for sure are the most probably two of the most <laughs> amazingly interesting, fascinating people to talk to ever, mm-hmm. and their life experience just far exceeds anything that I've encountered yeah
0: there's you know there's those really intelligent people who just aren't really great at conveying that knowledge Mm -hmm. and then there's people who have not a lot to say but they seem to say it in a loud and enticing way but you get those rare few that that are the intersection of both great storytellers and knowledgeable storytellers Mm -hmm. and that's when shit
1: really goes off right um i I believe that that everybody's knowledgeable in different ways Mm -hmm. and there are different modes of thought Mm. there are people that are brilliant with machines they're brilliant Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people Mm -hmm. they can go and they can fix a car and they can fix this and they can fix that and any problems that you like they're they're they've got tactile knowledge and 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 uh, knowledge of tech uh, like this there's people that are good with tech Mm -hmm. right Uh, but the difference is um, theory isn't the same as technology theory is important in creating technology And technology often leads theory as well, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of interplay between those two things. Uh, it's the same thing in the bar industry. Come back to the bar industry. I worked at a, at a bar recently that uh, I, I won't mention the name of, but it, you could tell that the bar, the bar itself, like working behind the bar, mm-hmm. it was designed by an interior designer. It was not designed by a bartender. Mm-hmm. And if you want drinks to go out fast and you want your customers to get what they want in a timely manner, you need to talk to the Experts the people on the ground Mm -hmm. bar owners if you're listening always talk to the bartenders before you build these things Always talk to the servers and always talk to the people on the ground if you just if you're if you're gonna go like Oh god, how can I say it? You know what Edmonton really needs? What's that? Is people to stop inventing niches In the (laughs) restaurant bar industry, they just go to fuck Wherever India and then and they're like man Edmonton really needs this the population of almost, what is it, 900, a million, mm-hmm. 900,000, a million people needs this thing. They don't bother to ask anybody. What's because an they liked it. Because they liked it. Everybody's going to like it. And that's the wrong thing to do. So you're talking, they go to India and they get this real niche
0: version of um, masala. Pita bread. I forget what the name of it's called.
1: Oh, Anand, yeah. naan. Yeah, naan. Some type of
0: masala naan combination that they've had in India, and they're like Edmonton will go off. Yes.
1: Yeah. Of yeah. So what's wrong with that? They well, f- they try and they fail. No, but but the, here here's the problem. Mm-hmm. They don't bother to talk to anybody. Yeah. Like my my point is is that um, the niches are out there. Mm-hmm. The niches are out there. What you have to do is you have to just open your ears and listen to what people on the ground want. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: That takes and, time and effort though. Yeah. yeah. No. People honestly, don't want to put
1: time and effort you know in you know if, this. If you've if you've got your eye on a fucking location, go and talk to people in that location. Mm-hmm. Go and talk to the neighbors. Knock on doors. Find out, hey, what kind of a what kind of a bar would you like in your area? What what would bring you out to sit down? Like what environment, what atmosphere do you want? Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. Yeah. They just come in, they start their own thing and it's just like what do you what are you doing? Do you know why? Because people are getting
0: into that industry because they want to tell people what to want. Yeah. They're not getting into it to run a successful restaurant. If you wanted to get into it as a business person, what you do exactly
1: what you're saying. Well, it you goes, goes back canvassing, to canvassing. It right? goes back to ego. Ego it goes exactly. back to ego. There's a very popular. There was a very popular Canadian bar here. I won't again. I won't mention names, but there was a very popular Canadian bar mm-hmm. in Alberta <laughs> that recently changed their whole. And it's just they, they made some big errors they could have they in, instead of changing right mm-hmm. like going to I think they were going for something between Cactus Club and a bar mm-hmm. right Cactus Club is its own niche mm-hmm. And you can't do both you cannot please everyone you've got to go full bore into one thing just make sure that you your customers are satisfied yeah and if you're going to make the chicken fingers just make the best chicken fingers that anybody's ever had of if course. you're going to make if you're going to pour beers just make sure that the the, the glasses are clean they're mm-hmm. new they're cold and you know do the best that you can possibly give them the best and and the best people mm-hmm. work with the best people but that's so key that people
0: if you have a great staff that can that can Overcome
1: so many other deficiencies. Yeah, yeah, right? well, and you know what PR public relations trumps advertising every time mm-hmm. It really does if people know you by name and people know all the people that you work with by name and uh, And 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 they know what nights you're working aces in their places have them have your servers and your bartenders Four nights maximum and have them on certain nights so that they know When you're on uh, I have uh, I have one girl that um that uh, some of our old regulars at another bar that I worked out uh, Hudson's um, They uh, this this girl left Hudson's and and she went to uh, Central mm-hmm. and and the Bob's The Bob's there were three of them. Mm-hmm. They would come in and 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 uh, and they would visit her on the nights that she was working And these guys would blow six hundred or seven hundred dollars three guys in a matter of like four or five hours and uh yeah always premiums always just have food and they were so fun buy everybody shots all of our regulars and Mm -hmm. stuff they were just such a great crowd and they followed her right and you know what you know what just make sure that they know the nights that she's working Mm -hmm. and they will be there and you will that's the key Mm -hmm. and it's longevity too the bars that have the the high turnover of waitresses and the high turnover bartenders Obviously, there's a problem with ownership, and there's an uh, there's a problem with management. And mm-hmm. There's a problem with even the staff that you're hiring because if they're all, if you can't hold on to good talent, mm-hmm. like you've got to up your game, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the pl- I've I've really lucked out where I'm working right
0: now. Well, the managers yeah. should be the hardest people, hardest working people in that place, right? But it, it's hard to really incentivize a lot of managers because mm-hmm. you know what can you really dangle? What's the carrot, right? I have no clue. That's why I avoid management. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. And I mean, like everyone's got what they're looking for. Everyone's going to try and find what they're looking for. So for me, it's, you know, part-time flexible work that mm-hmm. brings in a couple extra dollars week to week. Right. Yeah. So I've got it for you. It's, it's the social aspect. It's it's the good money. It's it's an outlet for you, and I imagine it's probably
1: a great place to. Um, You're fucking lying. You you like to work there. You you like the social aspect. You like to flirt. You like. To- <laughs> I've seen you behind that bar. I know you do. Those those are
0: subsidiary positive benefits. But, but I grammar, also get very I also, I also get very grumpy though working sometimes and sometimes I just don't feel oh, like really okay. people. yeah I, I, maybe you haven't seen me at my worst sometimes no. but I can be known as the grumpy bartender Well when you sometimes. used to drink I knew you, <laughs> <I see.
1: laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you at your that's true
0: you see me at my worst I mean, I mean like in control shame <laughs> worse, like no excuses worse right yeah. Yeah. not that drinking too much is an excuse but certainly a different time and, 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 and person at yeah. that point but I mean God, the things we've seen and, you know, just the way alcohol affects people. And, yep. and this is a dangerous conversation, obviously, because there's a lot of people putting dollars in our pockets. Yep. Um, but I often find myself conflicted with, with the service industry mm-hmm. because I've experimented with periods of not drinking. Yep. Because I've gone, you know, a good chunks of time. And right now I'm in the, in the middle of or tail end of a sober January and February. Yep. And... I just, I see so many positive benefits to abstaining 100% from mm-hmm. alcohol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've never really found a good balance, a better balance than having no alcohol. I've found, mm-hmm. con- you know, acceptable balances yep. of not drinking and, and drinking, but I've never found anything better than just not drinking altogether. Mm-hmm. So I'm conflicted when I see the same people week after week at the bar, uh, going out every weekend when, you know, sure they're having fun. Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm a
1: pragmatist sometimes and and I'm like what is this getting anybody on the one hand you're right on the one hand there's we're we're, um, the entire industry is we could say that we are partially guilty for substance abuse issues on the other hand these people would die if they didn't have somewhere to go. The majority of people that come in and sit at your bar, sit at my bar, have nothing else in their lives. Uh, uh, we've got a lot of, like, um, a lot of people that, that come down, some of our regulars. Right? Mm-hmm. There, are, there are people that, uh, that live alone, that have no family, that have no real friends, except for the people that they meet at the bar. right? Mm-hmm. And then those people end up being friends. And I often will go out of my way when I've got a guy that comes in and he's sat down three or four nights a week, he's been well behaved, he's spent some good money, he tips well, never harasses anybody as you know, mild mannered. I will go out of my way to introduce him to these guys over here that have met at my bar and now they're friends. And then it takes three or four months and all of a sudden you've got a crew of five guys that will text each other and say oh you're going down to on the rocks and they'll they'll all come down and sit down together because you know we you know and I would say that that the bar the atmosphere the people that are working there and plus the customers themselves all come together to form this little community right Mm -hmm. and that the problem for me with bartending sometimes is is the blurred lines between friends and customers of course yeah because I've actually gone to Mexico with some of my 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 regulars Mm -hmm. like I mean and uh and and they followed me from like for like four bars mm-hmm. right and uh and uh so so that that is a problem but i uh i look at the bar industry i look at at my bar and i think of a watering hole mm-hmm. in africa with homo erectus or not not even just homo erectus but but even even tribes there now they still share watering holes and these different tribes will come together and it's a time when they come together mm-hmm. and they party together and then you know what this woman goes with this tribe because she wants to marry buddy right mm-hmm. and that happens at our bars too we are just watering holes where people get together they socialize like mm-hmm. we used to do on the pl- on the savannas of africa it's the same thing it's just instead of just water there's booze involved and booze booze kind of loosens people mm-hmm. up and it does have health benefits. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't. No, 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 no. It it really does. It really does. Because people that drink, mm-hmm. actually, the funny thing is, is generally they live longer than people that don't. Generally, people that that go you can't off, attribute that to the drinking necessarily. But a big part of it is the socialization and Correct. And, 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 not, and, and 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 alcohol does loosen people up and it lets people let loose a little bit, have a bit mm-hmm. more fun, and be somebody else for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Be somebody else. I'm not the same when I'm drunk than I am right now. For sure. I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit more rowdy. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. But you can't But some people do turn bad. Yeah.
0: And and uh, not always, right? No. It could be the every tenth or twentieth or fiftieth time. Right? Right. right. But yeah. my 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 struggle is at what point is it providing you know a safe haven for someone who would otherwise not have a place to go or people to be with and at what point is it preventing them from from going out and accomplishing things that would be truly fulfilling, right? As a distraction, it is very... I spent years of my life distracted, yeah. not doing things that I found... That I found fulfilling or productive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And truly, I, I, I turn around, I, I attribute everything to where I am right now, mm-hmm. to not drinking for certain mm-hmm. certain periods of time, mm-hmm. you know. And maybe I'm selling my short, self-short in other in other parts of my life, but really, the most progress I've ever made, the most focused I've ever been able to do, and the most um, able to pursue these things mm-hmm. has been in times of just not drinking at all, mm-hmm. because it's plain and simple can be a distraction. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's very tough. And of course, everyone's going to get something different out of it mm-hmm. as well, right? Some people are, are high functioning and they can work an eight to 10 hour a day job and then go to the bar for three hours
1: and then go back and do it again, rinse and repeat, right? Well, we recently, uh, look, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Edmonton does, in the bar and restaurant industry, we've got a massive problem with substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And we recently at On the Rocks, we had a fundraiser. For a personal friend of all of us there, who desperately needed help, and he he actually went out of his way to put it on Facebook and say, "Hey, I uh, I have these issues, and I need your help. Mm-hmm. I need you not to offer me anything, and uh, and and I just I, I'm 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 giving my notice at a bar that he worked at, mm-hmm. and so we we held the fundraiser for him. Uh, a bunch of us got together and we and we did this, and uh, and and uh, nobody that I asked for donations said no. Nobody that any of my volunteers asked for a donation said no. All of us got together, and a uh, particular note is Damien Young, who put a lot into this as well. Great guy, and uh, and we we raised in one night twenty grand to send him to rehab. one night one night get the fuck that's unbelievable twenty thousand dollars. So, so uh, yeah, and he's on his way to Thailand to Hope Rehab in Thailand in uh, in a week, mm-hmm. and he's going to be there uh, for, for two months. And uh, yeah, and then another generous soul, uh, one of our uh, one of our regulars, uh, paid for his uh, flight there and back. See, I mean, and there's just a perfect example of you know the the. See, positive. that's the part. That's the community, yeah, though. The community. that the bar mm-hmm. helped set up, right? Yeah. So we can't. It's not all. Yes, there are there are negative aspects of, of alcohol and drinking and the party atmosphere, and mm-hmm. but on the other hand, there where could we raise twenty thousand at a bake sale in a church? No chance. No. No way. So the bar. Yeah, they all came together. So you couldn't do it if you turned water into wine, right? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, I, I, that's a great example, Corey, and I appreciate that. And first, you know, it's it's unbelievable that you guys did that
1: for that person. Um, so congratulations, everybody. Guys. Came this whole city came together for him. Yeah. Honestly, like there was all the bars donated mm-hmm. gift certificates and prizes, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was fantastic. Well, I mean. It, it's, it's rare that people take
0: such bold, drastic steps, and I think you guys were re- rewarded for your boldness in that mm-hmm. endeavor, right? Like, like how often does it, someone, A, have the, have the humility and sort of the desperation, you want to call it, to reach out to everyone publicly and say, I really need help. Mm-hmm. So many people toil in limbo of trying to get better but not really doing the things that they need to mm-hmm. and not being accountable to anyone, so probably the best thing that he could have done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I really... I, and, you know, I think I, I think I wish him well because I, I don't... Rehab is such a... The, the things that I've heard anyway. Mm. Like, they... Uh, a big part of addiction, obviously, is boredom. Mm. A big part of it is I've got nothing else to do. Therefore, yep. therefore I will fill up my time with yep. drinking. I'm at home. I am bored. Or I'm tired of listening to my kids or my wife or my my husband or whoever mm-hmm. and uh or I live alone mm-hmm. and I don't want to watch TV anymore. So I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna have a drink at mm-hmm. the bar. Um but uh but I think another another aspect of it of course is is actually yeah it's the it's the socialization. The socialization is just you can't beat it. Mm-hmm. For me for me it's I, I love it. I've been in this industry for so long and I've tried so many other things and it's the only it's the job that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Like real tangible, you can see it when I'm working. I am always and you can I can uh, attest to that. I am always having a good time back there, and yeah. it's 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 such a it's such a wonderful, wonderful rewarding rewarding job. And what you just
0: said, I think, is exactly what we need to help encourage people from a younger and younger age to to strive for, right? Mm-hmm. To strive for the things. And it's not going to be just one thing for every one person, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a, a you know. An array of things that are going to bring them joy. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it's not going to be accounting. It's yep. not going to be being a lawyer. It's not going to be, no offense to those professions, but a lot of people go into them because mm-hmm. they're good at them, mm-hmm. not because they get this tremendous sense of joy and fulfillment. From I doing was it.
1: close. I was close, and I was absolutely, I think that if I would have gone down the route of law, because mm-hmm. I, uh, I was horrible in math in high school. Mm-hmm. But that's because I was dicking around. Mm-hmm. When I went to university and I and I took uh, symbolic logic and sentential logic, mm-hmm. I aced them. Yeah, and that's when I started in philosophy and I started you know taking going down that road a little bit. Um, I aced them, and and my prof is adamant. You need to. Going to, law school. going to law school, yeah. Because you'll 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 ace the LSAT. You'll mm-hmm. ace all this stuff. If you this is, this is so simple for you. If you go in there, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. do well. And I think I think just the arguing. Yeah. I think winning <laughs> cases. Yeah. I think getting criminals off on just yeah. you know like the the worst crimes and everybody. You mean being innocent me, people? I think off. I would love that innocent people wrongly innocent, accused wrongly accused The defender people. of the wrongly accused. Right. Yeah. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But okay, I shouldn't have lumped law into that because obviously there's a ton of different um, branches of the law and a ton yeah. of different there, you know, some that are a little bit more mundane and some
1: that can be oh, exciting no. and sexy. Oh no, or but you're right. Way. But I would hate accounting. Yeah. Right? So I think I think I can I can kind of I can kind of put myself in there and I could say I probably I would love certain aspects mm-hmm. of it, but I totally agree with you. There are so many people that are in jobs that they fucking dread. Mm-hmm. They dread going to work every day, and that would kill me. Mm-hmm. That would kill me. And I think you can see it in people's faces. You can see it when they 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 just you, you walk around downtown and they just they look hard. They're just like they had, I had to get out of fucking bed today and go. Like who wants like just you know like getting in your car, sending in traffic, finding parking, all or, that stuff. Or just you know what you know what just just do the job until you're safe financially, mm-hmm. where you could take off three months or four months. Mm-hmm. And and I don't mean like like work hard save enough money so you can take off some time and think about what you should be doing with your life whether you should go back to school whether you should start your own business or do whatever and just go do it Mm -hmm. I've tried so many different avenues man and Mm -hmm. I just keep being pulled back into this because I just I love it so much but also that's a sense of fulfillment in the sense that you can just check
0: those off yeah tried it didn't like it tried it didn't like it tried it didn't like it and that that in a sense opens your world more because you close out these doors and so you know through constraint, you you're more free. Mm-hmm. You know you you know. Okay, I can completely write those avenues off, and let's mm-hmm. focus on what I haven't done or what I think I might want to do. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't think we get enough of that. Or, or maybe maybe I going through school just didn't pay enough attention to the people encouraging me. You can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. I think that's kind of a shitty statement. It shouldn't be that. It should be like try things until you find something you
1: like. Don't right. be afraid to commit to something for a year and then and then pull the shoot. And of course, the statement that you just made, of course, can't be true mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that don't have opportunities that other people have, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you don't have your... If you're don't, if you not born into a wealthy family, you, immediately, there's a lot of options that are taken off the table for yeah. you. If you don't have your education paid for, mm-hmm. if you don't... Yeah. So for some people, they actually... They really struggle and they have to do those shitty things just yeah. to survive. The right? burden of choice yeah. can be a very heavy one, yeah. right? You know, there's so... I know so many... Uh, yep. What was it? Abraham Lincoln said uh, something about bigger ships. Yeah. Bigger can, problems. G- they, they, no, bigger, bigger ships. Mo' money, more problem. That was Abe Lincoln. Big, bigger ships can go travel farther, mm-hmm. but the smaller ships have to stay close to shore. I can't remember how it goes. They, it, it rhymes. Yeah. It rhymes. But you have to... <laughs> the smaller boats have to stay closer to shore, right? right? So people people that don't have those big options and those, that big support network mm-hmm. will have to... They, they can't take the risks that... Yeah. Other of people course. can, right? Of so course. Yeah, so they are sort of limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I forget where I was just about to go. It's okay. actually going to be its actually gonna be interesting watching the states right now because Bernie Sanders just said that he's going yeah. to the 2020 uh, election. Mm-hmm. And it is so far right and so far left right now down there because they don't trust the uh, the moderates. They don't trust them because they, they sold out to Wall Street mm-hmm. during the financial crisis. Bailed out Wall Street. Didn't bail anybody that lost their houses, though. Mm-hmm. Didn't bail any of them out. But yeah. bailed out the banks that sold the shitty... The shitty mortgages, and uh, the rise of populism is going to be insane. And it's so funny because, because it's so ironic. That, <laughs> excuse me. It's so ironic <clears throat> that the country that worships the Statue of Liberty is completely ignoring what happened during the French Revolution, which is there was such a such a huge gap between the super wealthy mm-hmm. and the poor. That these people down here just said okay we're just going to cut all your heads off enough's enough right and right now down in the states you've got that same thing where you've got these multi 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 billionaires mm-hmm. and the wealth gap is just growing at this insane insane pace they're headed towards oligarchy and it's like do you not remember what happened to the czar do you not remember what happened to to to, to, to the front, the the aristocrats and it's just oh man mm-hmm. it's gonna be man and we're just north of them Yep. They have like nuclear weapons and shit. This is scary, scary times. These are scary times we're coming into. But what's the, what's the solution to
0: that? Because, you know, while capitalism isn't a perfect system, it's, it's the best so far that we've been
1: able to, to uh, wrap our heads around. Well, there's two problems on the one hand is, is, is we've got this, this false dichotomy between right and left. We've got this false dichotomy between Mm -hmm. conservative and, and, uh, and communist. Yeah. Sorry, not uh, between capitalist and communist and Mm -hmm. democracy and whatever. Like it's, dictatorship and, and and dictatorship and and they are false dichotomies uh you we look at di- dictatorship as being a horrible thing but i'm telling you the problem with democracy is is that nobody's got a long vision a long-term vision because everyone's worried about getting reelected, elected right mm-hmm. and then and then you have to concern and then i mean like look, look at donald trump he just tore apart obamacare mm-hmm. there are no long-term plans down there they just they just do whatever it takes to get them elected they make all these promises. They spend all this money that they don't have. The mm-hmm. states is trillions, ten, like tens of trillions in debt. What, what like 30 trillion, 20 trillion? Mm-hmm. Like, it, they cannot pay this back. It's unbelievable, and uh, and so that's that's the one thing about having one leader that rules for, right? That's mm-hmm. the one thing about arist- uh, aristocrats is that they had the the f- the foresight to see the future and 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 to have one. Sort of goal in mind and reach that goal mm-hmm. and maintain it, whereas with with uh, with democracy that's that can't happen. Right. And so there's no perfect system, but I think that if we can get away from the dichotomies of that I just mentioned, like mm-hmm. like we look at politics like Coke and Pepsi no. or like uh, Apple versus um, yeah. um, Microsoft. It the, these are false dichotomies. Mm-hmm. There there is no difference. Yeah. And
0: we further polarize ourselves and and one another. And and by saying I'm in this camp, then then all of a sudden everything that you believe in is wrong. And and there's
1: no common ground. We get further and further apart. Um, Do people that work harder deserve more money? Yes. 100%. However, children that are born to poor parents shouldn't be neglected Mm -hmm. health wise Mm -hmm. because their parents don't have the money to take them to the doctor. Right? Like, I mean, so there are, you know, we have social responsibilities. Even though yes, these people should get paid more, but the more that you make, the more you should be able to contribute to society too. And unfortunately, we have to force it mm-hmm. through taxes. Yeah. And right now, the wealthy really don't want to pay any taxes, and they want us to do that's it. not necessarily true
0: though. And, and I think a big problem is that we label people and and groups and and no matter how you know that's a problem. Just in general, you said the wealthy don't like to pay tax. Well, I just watched uh, Melinda and Bill Gates on Kimmel. And he goes, we can't even give it away fast. Yeah. <laughs> like we're trying yeah. to do positive yeah, we're things. Trying to we're trying yeah.
1: You know, we're trying our best, but but there's Warren only Buffett, so many. Warren Buffett said the same thing. Yeah, exactly, Warren Buffett right? was like, dude, we should be paying so many more taxes, yeah. but it's just like, they won't let us. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, what was it? Like, uh, Amazon, these fuckers, honestly. Amazon just decided to pull out of New York. Okay. All right. So they were going to build up huge fact- uh, like a huge fact. Like a fulfillment uh, center? Yeah, fulfillment center. But it was going to be massive. Yeah. and uh, And they said, we will only do it. If you subsidize our business for $30 billion, that means they're not going to pay any taxes or anything again. Oh, jeez! Amazon hasn't paid taxes ever. Mm-hmm. They're worth billions. So Bezos is just accumulating, accumulating. Yeah. He's not giving back. And anymore. all he's doing is he's saying anywhere that we put fulfillment centers, we want you to not charge us. Like, can you believe it? That's called
0: an oligarchy, right? When and it- someone gains so much power through, because it's not mandated that they're the only... Uh, place that you can go for that service but
1: they become so powerful that there's really no other viable choice we're back to the robber barons of the 1920s mm. and they destroyed the economy mm. that's when the, the great depression came mm-hmm. yeah it's it's gonna be interesting where it goes and like I said it's you ever read a good book on the the great depression uh, no. no 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 I just know about it through history and yeah wikipedia. maybe called wikipedia yeah. Okay, yeah I mean I think I I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I briefly covered it probably 17 times in high school or something <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting times down there. Well, I don't think like it's gonna be revolution, man. It's yeah. gonna be revolution. It's gonna be like because like, you're gonna get Bernie Sanders Dude. to go in, and he's gonna tear apart everything that that uh, that uh, if if he wins. Mm. But I have a feeling I feel that, the burn. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I don't see how Trump can win against him because mm-hmm. Trump usually attacks people's weaknesses. He knows all the skeletons in the closet, and he will throw them out for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Hillary, that's what he did with Clinton. Mm-hmm. But uh, with with Bernie Sanders, man, mm-hmm. that guy has stuck to his guns the entire career. His right. entire career, right. he's got a, I don't know, maybe a tax evasion thing or something. But it's there's it, nothing massive that that Donald Trump can do to him. Mm-hmm. So and 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 if 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 uh, if the if the DNC hadn't thrown Sanders under the bus in the last election, he basically he, got screwed, right? He would have he would have beat the shit out of Trump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clinton didn't stand a chance because mm-hmm. she just she's she's she she represents everything that americans hate right now right she represents the moderates that supported wall street that supported and and, and obama who supported wall street it's and don't get me wrong i loved obama as a guy very charismatic of course and i think he meant well when he went in but i think that his hands were tied and i think he uh he uh he had to give into um to corporate interests because i would say he was forced to mm-hmm. yeah well
0: it's you know it's like running a hockey team no one knows what goes on behind closed doors right? Yeah. so we see the outcomes and we see the decisions and we go well how this makes no sense yeah. and, and, and I'm pissed off about this you have no idea what's going on in those offices and you have no idea the pressure and the multiple influences on
1: those organizations and there are a limited amount of choices yeah 100% right? everybody thinks it's unlimited you can do anything you can do anything you you're the government yeah nope budgets no. restrictions um, you know due process all yeah. those kind yeah. of things and if we're going to give you money we got to take money from somewhere else mm-hmm. And if we're gonna give Wall Street money who's gonna pay for it ultimately the American taxpayer and you and it won't be won't be Bezos have you heard of Andrew Yang no
0: he's running for president in 2020 mm-hmm. um, his his platform is universal basic income um, and he is he is lobbying to get the support of all the many people that are gonna lose their jobs to automation yeah so, obviously, in front of that is transportation. Yeah. Um, but then all the subsidiary industries around that, towns that have mm-hmm. popped up just simply because of their truck stops, yep. restaurant owners, gas station attendants, all these people, um, you know, insurance companies, things like that. So, he, uh, he just had a podcast with Joe Rogan. I certainly won't do it justice by mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, but very interesting guy, and, and his whole platform is hey, even if I don't win, if I'm spreading the information about this, if I'm spreading, you know, knowledge and can empower people to make the, even if I someone else takes my platform and runs with it because yep. they see it as good, great because it's gonna help us in the long run. Yep. But he said that the last industrial revolution that you know that majority of factory workers lost their jobs. Um, this new automation revolution uh, is estimated to. Take out three to four times that number of yeah. jobs, and there were violent riots because of that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if you're looking for uh, for the impetus of, of a of a riot or revolution, look no further than people losing their jobs and, and then getting told to, "What's the hashtag? Learn to code." Yeah, learn to code when you're fifty. It's like that's just not going to happen. Yeah, right. So you yeah. need to be realistic about this. It's going to be. You know, you know what he said. He said the research shows that if you. <clears throat> If you are stressed about paying your bill, so the over 50% of Americans can't pay an unexpected $500 bill. Right. If they get hit with a $500 bill they can't afford. it. Yep. Uh, that's half the country. They're insolvent. Yeah. yep. And the other, or
1: they're in debt. Yeah. Right? Is that the same as being insolvent? Insolvent is you don't have liquid cash. No, no, no. Well, that's exactly what you're talking about. So right. I, that, we're not saying that they're in debt. We're just saying that they're $500 away from being... Perhaps homeless or something. solvent. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. Okay. So he said that the research
0: shows that when you're stressed about paying bills, Mm -hmm. you lose on average 13 IQ points. Yeah. So if you take the same people and say, hey, you've got this unpaid bill or this thing that you can't afford, it bumps your IQ. That's how much stress affects the brain. Sure. Your your brain is trying to work out a problem and saying, how do I Mm -hmm. feed my kids? Mm -hmm. Right? and you and you know you've got more people in debt than ever you got students in debt yep. so we're just making ourselves dumber with debt essentially yeah. and and fraught with the you know, psychological issues yeah there's so you know i there's so many problems we, like you said earlier we've got the health thing figured out yeah but it's this mental thing now it's 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 the psychological piece and of health and, and mindfulness and fulfillment that we need to figure out and that you know that starts from teaching kids at a young age you know Go for things that excite you and you're passionate about. But right? yeah. I think, you know, so often it's it's hard to reform those giant
1: institutions like education. Right? I personally am surprised that high school does not teach anything about finance, does not teach anything mm-hmm. about like, do you know, like one of the most basic tenets of financial education is say like get out of debt mm-hmm. while you're doing it, while you're getting out of debt, uh, save three to six months of your living expenses Mm. keep it in a high interest savings account Mm -hmm. and then after that invest right Mm -hmm. but get yourself out of debt first and then invest and and it surprises me that things like financial these financial matters are not taught in high school that Mm -hmm. that logic is not taught in high school that critical thinking that mindfulness but but you know why because they don't want smart people who's they who's they look look you need a system where people fail because you need garbage men. <clears throat> you need people to take out the garbage. You need people that... Not for long. Not <sighs> with automation. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be really, really interesting. But, the, you know, what about
0: that? What about the fact that you know, maybe we don't need as much unskilled labor? And do the, the systems
1: change because of that? You know? Well, what are people going to turn to? It's going to have to be more leisure activities, more hobbies, more something. I mean, Yeah it's gonna be interesting Uh, the uh, governments are known for expanding bureaucracy Mm -hmm. and expanding um, government jobs when these things happen yeah because that's the only way that they stay in power yeah okay then what we lost this many jobs to let's say automation happens they're gonna have to create that many more government jobs Mm -hmm. which gets and that loaded probably wastefulness yeah 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 and the bigger the government uh, but there's certain jobs that automation
0: won't, um, won't take over. And there's, at least not for a long time, like writing a creative script sure. or brokering deals. Sure. and You know, there's, there's, there's lots of different avenues you could go with that. Um, and as our time becomes more freed up, more people are going to want to do these things and spend money on them. And, you know, you have the ability to prop up other industries Um, with people's time and education so that's one possibility
1: you know what's exciting to me it's like I was just thinking about this while you're while you're saying that is is that um, the internet has created such a mode of communication for people that usually wouldn't be able to communicate their ideas Mm -hmm. particularly people with like say just you know high-functioning autists Mm -hmm. autistics you know so they can Savants, right. Mm -hmm. But maybe they can't be outside. Maybe they can't be around people. Right. But this gives them an avenue to communicate with other people. And, and I think it was, um, Oh, Temple Granin. Is that her name? She's a high functioning autistic uh, woman down in the States. She's a savant, Mm -hmm. like photographic memory, the whole nine yards, um, does have some behavioral problems. Um, but she uh she had a TED talk where she talked about um how the world needs people to think differently mm-hmm. and and uh and I like the fact that these people are able to speak online. You don't even know somebody could come up with something just brilliant that could solve our global warming problem and post it online mm-hmm. because you have these brilliant brilliant people that are available, yeah yeah. So that that would that would not otherwise freeing people's up time.
0: people's time for higher thought, for 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 other pursuits, right? Yeah. If you're working you know, you're working in a factory nine to five Monday to Friday. I don't know if people still work in factories like that, but mm-hmm. you're you mm-hmm. you know, you're in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. You're a warehouse guy. Chances are when you get home exhausted, you're not gonna want to spend your next few hours reading or, or trying to trying to better your mind maybe the odd person does and maybe they listen to podcasts on the job mm-hmm. the Chances are you're beat down and you're exhausted and you want to eat, eat dinner and be with your family maybe and go to yeah. bed like it's just it's not conducive to everyone's got the potential to do something great like you said earlier everyone's got their own brilliance yep. everyone's everyone's really good at a few things but if we're so distracted just trying to pay for our existence that's never going to open it up yeah so i mean if there was a way to leverage a universal basic income, even if it didn't cover everything but to take a little bit of that stress off and like you said earlier save up some time save up for an amount of time that you can take some time off work to figure out what it is that you want to do yeah and you know that's what's really i think going <clears> to <throat> rise the tides for everyone is that when we're, we're doing the things that we want to do
1: we're passionate about it did right? you just quote Ronald Reagan? Did we? Did Rise, rising tides. That's definitely his. Everyone says that. No. Rising tides is common. No. Reagan started that. Rising tide lifts all boats. Mm-hmm. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. If we drop the rich for the poor, then everybody else will get rich. <laughs> what a lie. Trickle down economics. That's what they called it. I'm,
0: I'm willing to bet that <laughs> someone said
1: that before Ronald Reagan. Oh. Maybe.
0: Maybe. Probably. And I certainly didn't hear it from Ronald Reagan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He was, was, in, he, was he, was was he bad? Uh, In some ways. Yeah, in some ways Um, His relationship with Gorbachev was awesome. They made some you know, they 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 pretty much brokered peace between between the um, Between the Soviet Union and the states he Mm -hmm. also helped with uh, uh, With the integration of East Germany to West Germany, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, he you know, He's like everybody. He, he was a he's like guys. everybody. He's a prick, but he's also you know he's got his, some redeeming qualities, right? Like charismatic, know. charming, right? Yeah. He's an actor, yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, we've we've meandered here now for eighty minutes, yeah. And I appreciate the time, and I'm sure we could go for another eighty more, but it's all good. but uh, we both have things to do today. But I do want to leave people with some some practical something positive, practical for them. So let's let's go with Corey's. Um, Corey's advice to be a fantastic server or a bartender or a person. Oh, you could go on any of these,
1: and they might all be transferable. Jeez. Hmm. Being a fantastic bartender. Okay, being a fantastic bartender or server always be the hardest worker worker in the room. Always have your breakfast before you go to work. Don't be grumpy because you haven't eaten. All right. Okay. I recommend having a fruit smoothie. That's what I do every a fruit day. Fruit smoothie. Yeah, frozen yeah. berries. Just get them. Costco, wherever, right? Get some frozen berries, throw them in a in a bullet yeah. Bullets, Amazing, I love mine. And then uh, a bit of oats, mm-hmm. a bit of peanut butter, some orange juice, and uh, some whey powder. Maybe some flax seeds if i got Something some, really right? yeah And then just blend it all up together, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and then you know, go to work. Pour yourself a cup of coffee, <laughs> and you know what? And pour yourself a cup of coffee. Always go early, like. Fifteen to ten minutes early, so you're not in a rush. You're not, you know, mm. and uh, and get yourself a cup of coffee. Go to the washroom, right? Because you know your first cup of coffee, you gotta go. It goes to the washroom, right through, right? yeah. And then just look in the mirror, smile at yourself, <laughs> and then go like this: spread your arms wide and just be like, you know, I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. They're gonna love me. And then walk out there and uh, and uh, and 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 help people out and help people out. Like honestly, when people need help, if uh, if you get the call, hey, can you come in early for me? Go in early. Why? Mm-hmm. Cause you you're can't. gonna make extra money because you can and you're also helping somebody out. but you're gonna make extra money mm-hmm. and then some hey can you close for me man I got to go to whatever party and you know what because you can you're also doing a favor that's something you can put in your little black book of favors I'm right for the day and uh, and then you make extra money mm-hmm. and at the end of the month you do that like three or four times and you've got an extra right it helps all mm-hmm. those all those little things and it's really about just attitude go in there and just have a great time mm-hmm. and uh, be forgiving of mistakes and you're going to make mistakes, right? Everybody's going to make mistakes. And, uh, and as, a, as a species, we all kind of have to, you know, we've learned a long time ago that we need to forgive each other, that we're going to hurt each other, that yeah. we're going to, you know, we're going to sin, we're going to hurt each other. But, yeah. but um, And that happens at work too, and it happens in relationships. But the only way you get through it is by being alone. And not having false expectations.
0: Of no false people. expectations, but do your best. That's Have it. the higher, highest expectations of yourself.
1: No, but don't also kill yourself. When you don't meet them. Oh, no, no, no. You got to forgive yourself most of all because you know all your failings. Yeah. So, but you, but you just, uh, you need, I, I just, I'm a firm believer that just do the best that you possibly can every day. And when you have a shitty day, just let people know. So they know what to expect from you and Mm -hmm. just be like, Hey, I have some problems going on at home or I've, i am not feeling well or Mm -hmm. whatever, but always, always do your best. And I, I, I think that it's the same thing about everything, even school, even and, and, and uh, nutrition is a major part of that. Exercise is yeah. a major part of that. You got to make sure that you know you're getting significant exercise. People, that's one thing that people tend to
0: ignore so much. They go, "Well, I can't exercise because I'm tired." Yeah. It's like you, it might be that you're
1: tired because you're not exercising And if you're tired and you're sitting at home feeling like a sack of shit, and you actually motivate, like, and you get up off the couch, and you don't want to go, but you force yourself to go to the gym. Then once you're there and you're lifting, then you get home and you you're like, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I never feel bad Put after your shoulders shoulder. back, right? sit up straight, look in the mirror, spread your arms and go, Hey, nutrition, power I'm stance, good enough. Yeah.
0: nutrition, power stance, and mindset. If right. I could dist- distill what you just said down into three, three terms, that yeah. seems to be it.
1: Yeah. And I, just, just smile at yourself yeah. and just be like, you know what? Like I'm not the perfect person. I'm not, but I'm good enough. Yeah, I'm good enough, man. Yeah. I, the, the one thing that really changed it, cause
0: I used to go into a, you know, bartending and just do what I had to do right yeah the biggest thing that I don't even know where it came from or what's flipped the switch but when I started saying okay what can I do instead mm-hmm. of what do I have to do yeah you know what can I do sure do I have to go pick up that you know plate or that um, glassware off off the server's table no it's not my job it's her job yeah but can I do that sure and it's going to
1: make her feel better, and it's going to make me feel better. And you're going to meet new people. I'm going to make more money. And you don't even know, like, you don't even know who you're going to meet there. Like, I mean, at the table. No, I had, yeah, <laughs> dude, saunter just- over there, get out of your normal box at the bar, right? Yeah, right. And just and just go around and say, hey, you guys doing okay? And she's busy with other tables, or something. Can I grab you another round? Mm-hmm. And then go grab them the drinks. Let her know that you got, or him know that, that mm-hmm. you got them the the drinks and. Uh, uh, and, and help them out and then maybe a conversation starts and maybe this guy uh, works for some whatever network and you're a producer that did uh, Making Cocoa uh, you know right the, who, who even knows who even knows who you will meet the more people you talk to the more it can, the, the, like there are so many brilliantly fun awesome people I'm mm-hmm. always excited to go to work because I'm always going to meet new ones yeah they're always always something new to learn mm-hmm. They've always they, there's always somebody that knows something that I don't know and uh, yeah it's exciting positivity off you man it's 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 infectious
0: yep. and it's one of the reasons i wanted to have you on here and and i appreciate you coming and and hopefully uh you know hopefully you infect people
1: i hope so too <laughs> i hope so too right. and we
0: should end on that i All guess right. <laughs> it was my pleasure being thanks here, Corey. I appreciate Thank it so it. much absolutely, absolutely. see it on the rocks yeah, you got All it right. ciao, hey, ciao. <laughs> hey again everybody hope you really enjoyed that with cory as much as i did Uh, Such a thoughtful guy and a sweet guy. And the world is a better place, in my opinion, with people like him kicking around. Uh, One final shout-out to the Alberta Podcast Network. They are helping us podcast producers reach a new audience. I was going through the list of members the other day uh, to see if there are any podcasts that I might be able to join forces with and do a collab episode, and came across Pop Cycle with Christian and Eric. They explore little-known and fascinating connections in pop culture, and my work in the film world Uh, is going to give them some great material to draw on. Uh, So I chatted with them and looks like we're going to get together in the future. I'll link to their podcast in the show notes. So go check them out. Uh, Also make sure you go to albertapodcastnetwork.com to see what the network is up to and find yourself some new homegrown listening material. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next week.